Hello, this is Helen Jones. And Cynthia White. And we're coming to you today for our second podcast on Small Steps to Health and Wealth. There are many similarities in health and wealth which people are not aware. Health and wealth are both important resources for living a happy and successful life. People in poor health often die young and spend thousands of dollars on health care costs. On the other hand, those who practice recommended health behaviors are more likely to exceed average life expectancy and need a large nest egg to ensure that they do not outlive their assets. Research data indicate that four factors strongly predict happiness and well-being in most cultures. Health, economic status, employment, and family relationships. Studies indicate that people are happier when they are healthy, employed, married, or in a long-term committed relationship, and financially secure. On our last podcast, we talked about 13 similarities between health and wealth. So today we're going to talk about a few more. Uh, And one is people want quick fixes, targets from fraud. Health and personal finance issues are both ripe for claims of miracle cures and quick fixes. One reason is that it is not easy to make a behavior change. Promises of quick results provide an attractive alternative, resulting in thousands of books, infomercials, and products that claim to offer fast and effective solutions to health or financial woes. And you see a lot of those when you're watching TV. They have those commercials, and they're talking about, oh, you can lose 10 pounds in so many days, or you can get financial help in so many days. But unfortunately, many products pitches are just outright scams designed to defraud consumers. Some claims that should raise red flags about the possibility of fraud, like for, for instance, in health claims, you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days advertisement, or a quick weight loss claims for dietary supplements. You have body creams or drugs and patches that'll help you lose weight. Uh, ads such as lose pounds while you sleep. Now, who gonna lose weight <laughs> while you sleep? You're not even moving your body. That claim you can lose weight without any effort. But you have to be careful. But what about the wealth claims? Now, some of the wealth claims are those guaranteed investment returns, often at rates above historical investment averages. Um, No apparent relationship between the risk and the reward. And pressure to invest money quickly or to pay a high advance fee for services. Another one of those strategies uh, would be denial and disconnects. Studies of both health and financial planning topics indicate disconnects between perception and reality. According to the 2006 Retirement Confidence Survey, three out of 10 American workers haven't saved anything for retirement, yet over half are somewhat or very confident that they'll have enough money to retire. And that's similar with uh, with your health. An associate press survey in 2004 found that 60% of those who qualify as overweight under government standards, which means their body mass index, the BMI, is over 25, say that they are at a healthy weight. Only a quarter of those who are obese consider themselves very overweight. Regarding both their health and finance, many Americans are in 
denial and think they are doing a whole lot better than they actually are. This, of course, makes behavior change difficult when people don't see their situation as a problem. So it's just like we said in our last podcast, you got to take small steps for your health and your wealth. Now, another strategy that's a uh, similarity between health and uh, wealth is everybody need to have a routine checkup. Nobody would argue that regular medical screening tests such as blood pressure uh, checks, blood glucose checks, mammograms, prostate cancer, PSA tests, colonoscopies, those are essential for maintaining a good health. Regular checkups are especially important as people age and are at greater risk for health problems. Diseases such as cancer can take years to develop, and people who are diagnosed in the earliest stages usually have a better prognosis than those who are diagnosed later when a disease has spread to other parts of their body. Timing is everything when it comes to identifying a health problem and dealing with it. And just as with health, periodic financial checkups are equally as important as routine physical exams. People can be sick health-wise or financially and not know it. A review of one's financial finances can help diagnose problems such as high consumer debt ratio um, before it actually gets to the problem where there's a need for bankruptcy and actually assess any uncovered risk exposures like inadequate auto, auto, auto liability insurance. Um, a financial checkup can also evaluate progress toward financial goals. They can identify steps that are needed to actually reach those goals any type of actions that you might need to change um, and provide accountability to oneself or even like if you have a financial advisor. Being able to go back and check and look at where you are, it kind of makes you accountable. You're able to see, okay, if I'm falling off the wagon, if I'm, you know, on the right track. Um, And that motivation can help you change. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, the thing with the with the extension program. We can you know help people take small steps to weight problems, and also with financial problems with our um, resource management team. So we want you all to reach out to the Alabama Cooperative Extension System so you can come up with your checkups for your health and also check up for your finance. Another strategy is there are many available resources. Lack of money is no excuse for skipping periodically health or financial reviews. For those with limited funds, assistance is available. Free or low-cost medical screening tests are often available through city or county health departments, health clinics, and nonprofit organizations such as Planned Parenthood and Women's Centers. Inexpensive financial checkups are also available through these nonprofit consumer credit counseling agencies and some governmental and nonprofit organizations that provide financial education programs free of charge. I know that the Alabama uh, Extension System is one that also does some workshops and you know classes that assist with that. And another, um, did you want to say anything else? Well, an increasing, an increasing number of financial planners also provide advice and checkups, financial checkups to middle income consumers on an as needed basis. There are fees that generally come around one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. One way to minimize those charges or to be prepared when you go in, if you're going to go in and sit and talk with a financial planner or advisor, and they're charging an hourly rate, go ahead and have all of the documents needed on hand. Have your net worth statements, have your cash flow statements, and that can eliminate the time, decrease some of that time. 
Now, another similarity between health and wealth is poor risk perception. Poor health and financial outcomes are often couched in vague and relatively unthreatening terms such as you are at increased risk for heart disease, cancer, outliving your assets. Some examples, people see you're an increased risk for warnings and they just tune out. And why? First, there is a natural human tendency to believe that these cautions apply to everyone else. Second, everyone knows somebody who successfully defiled the odds, or worse yet, did everything right. Healthy living and saving money, and died at a relative young age. And the third, risk warnings are rarely personalized or prioritized. We are told that we are at risk for so many things in our life. And the result is that most people just freeze and do nothing. And uh, when I was talking about that, I was thinking of my two kids when they were growing up and they would go to the dentist. My daughter, who who would listen to me when I go do programs, she eat healthy. And when she go to the dentist, she'll end up with a cavity. Whereas my son, who didn't do you know, what I say, he'll eat anything he'll come out don't have any cavities (laughs) so you just have to take those you know look at the risk and then go and just get yourself checked yes Um, familiarity is closely related to perceived risk as well people often view their home their car their food their employer retirement plans as less risky than objects owned by others you know this helps to explain why a common risk in employer 401k plans is holding a concentrated position in company stock a health example of how familiarity affects risk would be someone uh, themselves or a loved one is diagnosed with a life threatening disease suddenly the disease and all of its risk factor become extremely personal. People often change their lifestyle as a result, and then they pay more attention to expert recommendations for diet, for exercise, and other risk reduction strategies. Now, another uh, strategy is personal traits equal to success. Whether it is losing weight or preparing for retirement, people with a positive mental attitude, what they call PMA, have an edge. Why? Uh, If you expect to succeed, you will succeed. If you expect to fail, you will fail. It is as simple as that. Seeing results, example, pound loss, your lower body mass index, dollar saved, debt reduced, is a powerful motivator and a great way to increase your positive mental attitude. Another in is consciously replacing negative thoughts. I'll never have a million dollars saved in a time for retirement. With positive ones, I'll save as much as I can now and save even more later when I'm earning more money. No one can control everything that happens to life, happens in life, but they can control their attitude toward those events. A common trait among successful people is their PMA, that positive mental attitude. They look at challenges as opportunities. They learn from their mistakes. They make the best of a difficult situation. Um, One final personal success trait associated with health and wealth is having a tangible goal, a passion, or a sense of purpose. 
basically something that motivates you to make the steps required to achieve what is worth the effort. People will work long and hard if something is important to them. They'll create a mental picture in their, of that health and wealth. The good thing is to create a mental picture of that health and wealth for yourself. Have that in your mind and determine what steps it's going to take to actually look like that picture and start working toward it. And that's the example of small steps to health and wealth. You find that goal that you want to accomplish and you take those steps towards that goal if it's your health or your wealth. And you really need to do both because exactly. they both are the same. Um, the last similarity that we're going to talk about is government and employer intervention. We may have reached a tipping point in society's concern about Americans' poor health and low wealth. Government and employers are starting to take serious action. One example reported in 2004 was the state of Louisiana contracting with a hospital to provide gastric bypass surgery at $25,000 per operation for some of its most obese employees. Cost was a primary motivator with the thought being that the operation was cheaper than health complications related to obesity down the road. Employers are increasingly implementing policy and fitness program that provide incentives and opportunities for workers to improve their health. For example, a lot of the industry like the Hyundai plant, the Mercedes-Benz plant, they all have a wellness center for their employers to come and do a health wellness check. Even in Lee County, uh, I guess I think it's Lee County or Elmore County where the Neptune plant is, where they make the meters, the gas meters. Uh, I think it's gas meters or water meters, but we, uh, I would go out there when they have the health fairs, and all their employers are encouraged to come to these health fairs and get checkups for their, you know, check their blood sugar, they check their weight, their blood pressure. So these are some of the things that this particular government is saying they want their companies to take uh, in control of their employers because they found out that if you are healthy, you're going to come to work. You won't miss those days off. Smart Money Magazine wrote about an organization that actually was paying, it used an effect which was called um, the carrot approach, where they would pay its employees $25 per quarter plus a yearly bonus of another $25 and a day off if they're able to lose weight and actually keep that weight off. Other employers used what they call the stick approach, which was where they had benefit programs that actually pen penalized, I'm sorry, workers for smoking or being obese. And so it was actually like a $20 more that you added to your insurance um, for if you were overweight or if you were a, a habitual smoker. Um, in the wealth building arena, there are also carrots and sticks. The, perhaps the sweetest carrot is the match provided by employers to workers with the 401k and in some cases the 403b plans, um, which is free money that no one wants to pass up. A growing stick approach to wealth would be building in that opt-out retirement savings plan. Um, this automatically enrolls workers by deducting a relatively low default contribution amount, usually around 2 to 3 percent of their pay, unless they specifically indicate otherwise. Health and wealth can free you or restrict your life and should never be taken for granted. Otherwise, you can wake up one day and realize that you're broke and in poor health or both. Health and wealth require periodically maintenance activities and can be destroyed by doing nothing. So in other words, it's like a marriage. You need 
to work at your health and your wealth and develop a good lifetime habits, including self-control. Recommended health maintenance activities include a eating nutritious diet that follows recommended dietary guidelines, regular exercise, and adequate sleep. Recommended financial maintenance activities include regular deposit to retirement saving plans and an emergency fund of at least three months expenses. Health and wealth should be viewed as simultaneous goals. It's not a case of either or or now or later. People often make the mistake of spending the first 20 to 30 years of their life working and focus on focusing on just accumulating money, saving money, often with these high levels of stress that actually harm their health. Their busy schedule makes it where they are unable to have a good diet, exercise, have adequate sleep, but for a while they're able to get by. The health problems eventually occur they spend their hard-earned money on you know, expenses associated with those failing health that eventually will come. In other words, they pursue wealth at the expense of their health instead of considering both areas of life equally important and working on them both together. So people invest in their health through healthy lifestyle choices, just like they invest in their wealth, building assets such as stock or a college education. Good health is a form of human capital and has been identified as a major factor in the accumulation of household wealth. Conversely, high medical expense and unhealthy habits such as smoking erode household wealth and claim income that might otherwise be used to save or reduce debt. Poor health is a financial albatross around the neck of anyone trying to live a financially secure life. Medical crises are a particularly difficult source of financial problems because there are two negative effects. The high cost of medical bills, which are placed on those credit cards, mm-hmm. and the loss of income due to the accident, illness, or disability. That coupled with inadequate savings and medical insurance, poor health is a major factor in financial distress experienced by many U.S. households. It's especially true when families are living at or above the limits of their income. So in this podcast, we have explained characteristics that health and wealth have in common. You've learned that issues generally develop slowly and it take time to address. Also, that a lack of limits can cause problems and restrictions help avoid them. In addition, you've learned that health and wealth are related in many ways. For example, if you practice healthy habits and live a long life, you'll probably need a lot of money to maintain your lifestyle during retirement. Healthy habits are also likely to improve your quality of life and may result in lower medical bills. You may be able to work a little longer if desired so that your retirement can be later and your assets will last longer. Now that we've made you aware of the connections between health and wealth, we're going to give you some of the strategies to cope with these similarities in our upcoming podcast. Please tune in weekly over the next three weeks as we continue to bring you podcasts on small steps to health and wealth. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please be sure to listen for the next segment. This podcast is brought to you by the Alabama Cooperative Extension System.